The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Zero. Special guest stopping by this hour, 8.20 this morning, Kevin Henry. Seatbelt, my partner, is going to stop by. We'll talk a little OU basketball as they head out to Lubbock today to play tomorrow. Then we're going to uh, visit with Robert Allen at 8.35 and um, just get his take on what's going on in Stillwater with uh, all of these guys hitting the transfer portal up there. See what he has to say about all of that. Uh, all right, a little bit of this and that, TJ, and then let's do our pet of the week. Um, Alabama running back Trey Sanders is transferring to TCU. This is the third Alabama player to transfer to TCU. That's interesting, don't huh. you think? Yeah, that is interesting. Joey Halsley has been named the new offensive coordinator at Tennessee. The former Sooner quarterback uh, gets the uh, um, gets the move up. It's yeah. the promotion from Josh Heupel. I was talking to some Tennessee fans in the airport in Houston on my way to Vegas. I mean, uh, Nashville. On my way to Nashville. Tennessee fans. They're all wearing Tennessee. Every uh, The mom, the dad, the kids, they're all wearing Tennessee stuff. Uh, they were coming back from the bowl game. And I had my, I wasn't wearing OU stuff, but my backpack has OU, you know, my tags on it. And right. And he said, are you coming back from the bowl game? And and I introduced myself and I said, uh, uh, how you liking Josh Heupel? And he goes, oh, man, what a godsend. He's like, when he was first hired, there were a lot of skeptical people, but that man could run for governor of Tennessee right now. We love him. I didn't tell him how much you can't stand the guy. <laughs> Give him time. Give him time. Um, the NCAA is investigating Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, TJ. Shocking. I could never see Jim doing anything out of the, uh, out of, outside the rules. He seems pretty straight-laced to me. You think he's a guy that would cut corners and cheat and things like that? He strikes you as a cheater? Any man who wears his pants like that, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm suspicious of them. 
The violations include alleged impermissible contact with recruits during the dead periods, as well as the use of a defensive analyst for on-field coaching activities. That's a rules violation. Sources told ESPN that Harbaugh's cooperation with the NCAA enforcement staff during the investigation is also being examined, or lack thereof, I should say. He could face penalties that include a multi-game suspension. I guess he didn't cooperate very well with the investigation. Uh, it's, i got to say it's a little bit hard for anybody. After what happened with Kansas basketball, isn't it a little hard for anybody to take them seriously right now? Because Kansas basketball just thumbed their nose at the NCAA. OSU cooperated with everything. Kansas came out and said, we're not cooperating at all. And they got, what did he get, four games? So everybody else right now has got to be saying, yeah, forget you. I'm not cooperating. My thing is, like, what do they even do anymore at this point? Like, if they call, I'm not even answering the phone. I'm like, whatever. Talk to my my, uh, assistant here. We had another one of those uh, lists go out yesterday from – uh, D1 baseball of the top JUCO transfers going into this year. Now, yesterday, TJ, we talked about the top transfers. OU had two of the top 20 in the country. Uh, Kel Davis and Jamie Hitt, the OSU and Texas Tech pitchers. And they have three of the top 50, two of the top 10, three of the top 50 JUCO transfers to OU this year. Bryce Majron was number three in the country. Dakota Harris, number nine. And uh, Adam Walker, 46. So, altogether, that's five top transfers in the nation uh, the last two days. I, I, I mean, we knew they were playing already, but these rankings came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Nah. You're going to like Majron. 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 You're going to like Very exciting, him man. I'm very excited for the whole season. They, um, they're going to need him to hit some home runs. I think that's the one area that I'm a little concerned about going into the year is where's the power going to come from, you know? Um, they lost a lot of homers with the guys that, that moved on. Jimmy Crooks, Peyton Graham, Tanner Treadaway, and others. So the guys that are back are fast Nicholas hit some homers, Surprisingly. but he's really the only one. Yeah. So they're going to need some of these other guys to step up and provide some power. They're going to be fast, but needs need a, need a little bit of pop in there. And I think Majorin is a guy they're going to be re- relying on quite a bit. Uh, basketball. Six o'clock tomorrow night will be the OU Tech game in Lubbock. The women play Sunday at two. Home against Iowa State. Thunder back in action tonight, downtown Oklahoma City. They get the Wizards. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip. It's going to be a nice, warm day, but a windy day in Oklahoma. High of 65 and windy. All right, Teach. time for our Pet of the Week. Pet of the Week, brought to you by Dr. Otto University Animal Hospital and OKK9 Corral, your doggy daycare grooming resort. Two locations right here in Norman. Want to... uh Get a play date for the dogs, whatever it may be. Maybe uh, need some uh, boarding. They can uh, help you out there. Our pet of the week. Flash. Flash 
is a grown male. He is a grown man. All right. <laughs> that made me laugh when I read this. Yeah. He is a grown, neutered Labrador Retriever, uh, two years old. Lovely cream coloring. He is Flash. a pretty dog. He is beautiful. Flash weighs 59 pounds and has a lot of love to give. Says adoption is available right now at the Norman Animal Shelter. Uh, cream is uh, it's like a light white with some like tan, very light tan mixed in there uh, throughout the back. And then his tail looks like that with a solid white tip on the tail. Um he stands out. He is a gorgeous, beautiful dog. Yeah, and has those uh, when when you get a white dog like this, those uh, those uh, crystal uh, eyes that seem to hypnotize you. Ooh, Looks like a very happy icy boy. Blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, they Looks are. Like Robert Redford in the eyes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, long, happy tongue there. He looks like he's just been out for a long walk or run, and he's uh, need a little bit of water. But they said, "Hey, we need a picture first. And he's like, "All right, I'll pose for a picture." Uh, Flash, I don't know if he's fast. Is that why they named him Flash? But they even put, so. like, the lightning emoji here with him. Like, um, yeah. like Ranger is maybe one of the uh, fastest, quickest dogs I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no, really? He is incredibly fast. So maybe Flash is along the same lines as Ranger. So, But just an absolutely beautiful dog. Either that or he likes to wear a trench coat around the neighborhood. And <laughs> walk around on his hind but legs. That's probably not it. That's, that's probably prob- not it. Probably not. He's probably maybe, fast. Maybe he's actually just kind of lumbering and slow, so they named him Flash. This is ironic. Yeah, that's just an ironic name, yeah. He looks like he could be fast, though. Uh good looking dog. Perfect I, age. Uh, perfect age, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years old, past the puppy stage, lots of life left. Um it falls into yellow lab category, but definitely closer to white. Okay, TJ mentioned cream, but beautiful dog. Uh, we had a lab buddy for years and years. Just a great dog. Great dog. So if um, if you're looking out there, you can, you can do something good rather than, uh, uh, well, you can go, you know, go, go help Flash. Flash needs a home. Give him a great home. Adopt him, yeah. yeah. How can people do that, Teach? Uh, okay. Contact Norman Animal Welfare, uh, 405-292-9736. Say, hey, I'm interested in Flash. Heard him on the T-Row in the morning show. Is he as quick as Toby Rowland? And they'll say, <laughs> close, but not quite. Uh, 3428 South Jenkins Avenue. You can also... Quick first step. Uh, qu- very quick first step. You can also find the dogs in your area if you're listening around the state. Adoptapet.com can look them up there and uh, see the uh, animals in uh, the rescues and shelters near you. And uh, big thanks to Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OK Canine Corral. All right, that's our pet of the week, so that ought to get uh, Victor off our back. Calm down, Victor. For a little while, anyway. Um, what was I going to ask you about, Teach? <laughs> My stunning good looks? Let's talk some more baseball. Talk some more baseball. I mean, we're six weeks away. I'm not going to get too heavy into this, but I'm excited, man. It's as excited as I've been in 
quite some time. Do you think we'll so, get, get or you think we'll, we'll see that reflected in attendance this year? I don't, I'm not going to get into this. I'm uh, just wondering if that'll be the case. I don't know. I do know. I, I they may have done this last year, and I've just noticed it this season. But I do know season ticket prices have been lower down back to where oh, they were a couple of years ago before they had raised them and kind of upset some people. So those uh those are the right price Does that mean now. Greg, we're going to get Greg back to the ballpark. Possibly, possibly. Great. So Greg, if you didn't know, uh, look into that. Um, are individual game tickets lowered too? I don't know because they're not on sale yet. I was actually looking. It's funny you brought this up because I was looking into that yesterday, and it didn't give me a price on individual tickets. Uh, those go on sale. I think it was January seventeenth. I believe is the day that okay. uh, those go on sale. So, um, no, I think the excitement level's definitely up. Now it's up to them to maintain that and build off of the momentum that they created last year for themselves because it was one of those. Last year, it was like people looked up and they're like, wait a minute, they're doing what? And right. boom, they're in the middle of the College World Series, you know. So right. uh, people didn't even catch on at the end of the season in a lot of situations. A lot of people so. didn't notice until softball had ended. Right, right. And they yeah. said, are baseball teams still playing? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Exactly. So hopefully they can maintain and build off of that. And you've mentioned all the guys that they've got coming in and how highly thought of a lot of them are. And um yeah, I'm I'm super excited to get it going and see. There's how just they so are. much momentum in the program right now, yes. in the fan base and everything. A, a, a good start would be would be awesome. I, I think that there's a chance that this will be a. Uh, I think their pitching is is worth being really excited about, and I don't know who's going to fit where. I don't know what the rotation's going to look like and who the closer's going to be, but man, I know they have been knocking down the door to come work with Skip after, before last year, but especially after the Cade Horton situation. And, you know, the whole rotation gets drafted again. We saw it in 2020, and we saw it again last year. And so uh, whether it's JUCOs or transfers like Cale Davis and Jamie Hitt or freshmen or whatever, I'm really excited to see their arms this year. Again, arms and still uh, speed and chaos on the base pass, uh, base, uh, base paths, Ooh. bath paths, multiple base paths. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a fun schedule too that they've got. So, anyway, it'll be here before we know it. It'll be here. Uh, softball season will be here before we know it. Baseball as well. All right, break time. We're talking to Kevin Henry when we come back. A little OU basketball talk with my partner back after this. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God. Toby. Toby's getting held back by security. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. I figured uh, we would welcome Kevin in today with the Bob Hope. Pretty much his oh, theme good. song. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we welcome in now Seatbelt himself. Kevin Henry and I will sit next to each other, no doubt, on a plane later today. Good morning, Kevin Henry. Good morning, T-Row. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to heading to West Texas. I am looking forward to seeing Davion Harmon and the Red Raiders tomorrow night. 
Davion U.S. Harmon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Is he related to Jalen U.S. Hill? Are they related? <laughs> Maybe. You know, they, they were teammates, so close relation. Yeah. Kevin, what should our concern level be right there, right now? Um, 0-2 in Big 12 play, two one-possession losses. Uh, what's the panic meter like for you right now? Well, I'll tell you, there's there's other teams that are 0-2, other really good teams. You look around, Tech, obviously, Baylor. And so I, I don't think you, you press the panic button just yet. Um, there's still a lot of basketball to be played, especially in the Big 12 and you know, the way this league is with a double round robin, uh, you get a, another shot at all these guys, whether it's home or away. But um, you do want to take care of your home court. So it's it's really it's really dis- disappointing, frustrating to drop two at home. But, you know, this league, the winner of this league could easily have four or five or six losses. So, I mean, if you just, you know, continue to battle and you've got to tighten up a few things, I think, you know, Porter said it great the other night or last night on at Rudy's and, you know, just the different things that this group needs to, to tighten up on. One possession here, one possession there. There are little things that you can fix, an offensive rebound here or there. Um, they, they can get back in the win column. So I'm, I'm not ready to, to press the panic button just yet, but there are things that, that is really critical for the Sooners to tighten up on. Did Iowa State lay out the game plan for how to slow down Grant Sherfield, or was that just an off night? Uh, it's a little of both. One, it's the way that Iowa State guards. Uh, when they, The Sooners run a lot of ball screens, and the way that they guard, we talked about it pregame, they're going to jump into passing lanes, they're going to blow up those ball screens, they're going to double-team it until the cows come home. So there's no... No, no looking back with their defensive uh, strategy. And that's the way Tech guards as well. So there's teams that guard different ways, and their defensive game plan is one of uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to blow up ball screens. We're going to double team and rotate out of them, make you throw those skip passes uh, to get out of that double team. So what Grant, you saw Grant. Grant came off of a couple of them there late in the game. They had the ball in his hands, and he got doubled in one. He traveled in another. He got uh, jump ball called and another one. I mean, so that's that's what uh, Porter was trying to get ahead of uh, against Iowa State. And you put Milos Yuzan on the ball, who's one of the best skip pass throwers in the country. I mean, that guy can throw out of it with either hand, skip it all the way across the court. We've seen him do that all season long. And Jacob Groves gets open threes. C.J. Nolan got a couple open threes. You'd like for him to skip it out to Grant Sherfield to give him some open looks. But it's just it's just hard. I mean, that's the way this this league is played. Teams that don't switch five, teams that you know maybe only switch the guards or only switch one two one through four, they have a little bit of a different uh, game plan on the defensive end. So you you may be able to put the ball back in Grant Sherfield's hands because some teams personnel just ain't able to do those things. But um, all in all, uh, yeah, there's going to be some teams that that double team ball screens like that and they don't switch them or whatever, and that's what. Texas Tech does, and so we'll see yeah. that tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't you think, and I don't know if they're going to be able to take advantage of it or not, but don't you think this is a little bit of a scheduling break for Oklahoma that they have Iowa State and Texas Tech back-to-back because of the similarities? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of tough teams, so it's hard to say any of them's a break, but the way that they play, you know, going into their home court makes it difficult, but... um you know, the way they play, you're exactly right. I mean, you, you just saw this against 
uh, you know, one team, so now you're going to get a chance to see it against another one. Okay, uh, Texas Tech, Kevin O'Banner, their leading scorer. We mentioned uh, our former buddy Davion Harmon. Uh, well, I guess he's still our buddy, but Davion Harmon out there now. They got this uh, freshman hotshot, Pop Isaacs, that's got his hair flying everywhere. W- what do you think about this year's Texas Tech team? You got a chance to watch them much? Yes, yes, I've, I've checked them out. You know, I, I try to watch as many games as possible. You know, this time of year is so fun for me and a lot of basketball fans around the country, and especially if you're, you know, living in this central part of the United States, you get a chance to see the Big 12 quite a bit. And so um, Pop Isaacs is really good. Toby, he's, he's a really good player, um, one of the best guards around. And uh, Kevin O'Banner is really good, and he can pick and pop. He can shoot the three. He sets a ton of ball screens, and he's a big, strong dude. So, you know, be ready uh, on those ball screens. So he sets those. Um, and if you switch it, he's going to roll your guard right into the post and beat him up all game long. And if you, if you uh, try to uh, double-team it, you know, he's going to just pick and pop, roll out there to the three-point line, and he shoots a bunch of threes. So, you know, Tech's a really good team, and I know they're going to be, you know, highly upset uh, come next game with us because they lost their 29-game home winning streak or whatever. But, um, you know, that's, this, that's just this league, and, and they got – they caught a couple of breaks um, in previous years, so they can you know get some wins there at home. And their their place is hard to play. I mean, that's a they have a huge home court advantage. But um, it'll be a tough tough go for the Sooners, of course. They're they're all tough. How great is Jalen Hill playing right now? By the way, he's awesome. I mean, it, this is the type of game you, you've seen him develop. You've seen him over the last three or four years just continue to improve and get better and better. I talk about it all the time. He's not great at anything but he's just a really good basketball player that's gotten even better at almost every aspect of the game. And so, you know, him, him being able to step out and shoot threes and, and not only shoot them, but make them. I mean, he's now a threat. Teams are having to guard him out there. I mean, that, that changes a big dynamic. Remember there was games where in the years past that teams would even guard him outside about 15 feet. And so if he don't shoot that, you don't have to make it. Toby, you just have to be a threat to shoot it. And so it pulls that defender out there. When, you, when you're not a threat to shoot it, then it changes the, the, the whole look of the defense out there on you. But now, not only is he a threat to shoot it, he's a threat to make it. He's made two in the last couple of games, and, and he looked great. I mean, he went straight in. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a banked-in lucky shot. I mean, these are swishes. So uh, I'm glad to see him play well out on the perimeter. Now, underneath, he's been, he's been terrific all, you know, for, for many years. I mean, he's just a bull down there he can score with either hand around the basket and, and you know we saw games where he's missed those shots he's gone you know oh for seven or whatever else but now he's making them down low so he's been really really good you got a couple of keys for me for tomorrow night you got to handle the crowd i mean this is one of those rowdy rowdy places and and you know i hate to say that when we go on the road in some places because i just i hope that the sooners can develop a home court advantage here um and, and sooner fans we we talk about this all the time and I'm sure you guys watch, a lot of folks watch a lot of basketball, but it's not the same. As good as those games are on TV, you know, you watched Baylor TCU the other night. I mean, that was an unbelievable game, just down to the wire, one possession. But in person, it's a totally different look. It's a totally different feel. You don't get the sense of physicality. You don't get the sense of speed. And everybody knows that. You you go watch a Thunder game in person, how big and fast and strong or whatever else. But it's the same thing. In this college game, and while it's while it's different than a, the pro game, of course, um, it's just a 
I talk about it being a totally different sport almost. College basketball and NBA is almost a different sport, the way that they play. You see guys like Grant Sherfield and Marcus Carr. Those are the two best players on the floor against when we played Texas. But Dylan Mitchell, who's you know they're one of their hotshot freshmen, he'll be a lottery pick just because of his you know skill set that he can do. He's not a great college basketball player, but he'll be a lottery pick. But anyway, um, if, if the home court advantage is really the biggest thing, if you can handle that crowd and how rowdy they get um, there in Lubbock, if you can handle that, meaning not turn the basketball over, make shots, you know, quieten the crowd some. Um, that'll be huge. Everything else will take care of itself, but you have to handle that crowd, and that's the biggest thing when you go into places like Lubbock or like Lawrence, and, and which is the next game. Uh, those are the biggest things for this this year's group. You got to help me figure out how to get TJ to games. He's he's he likes to sit at home and be on his couch and put food in his air fryer. And I can't I can't get him to go to games. <laughs> CJ, you can you can put the food in the air fryer before or after. You still have to come check. These he guys gets out. on me. I was at a game the other day, Kevin. He's been to one game Which this one? year. I was at the roost. He got free tickets to the Kansas City game, <laughs> so he went to that one. <laughs> well, I can get you some free tickets when my family's oh, not gosh, going. You can no. use mine. No, no, no I. I I told him he doesn't understand. I said I really enjoy just sitting in my recliner watching yeah. games. So that's the attitude we want from our <laughs> fan base, right there. Yep, yep. sitting in my recliner. I'll get to more baseball on. than most. So get off my back. Uh, we need you. We need you some basketball games. Help us fill up that LNC. Give us, give the Sooners a home court advantage. I'll get to some more games. Calm down, both of you. Calm down. You're worse than Victor. You're an influencer. You're an influencer, TJ. If they see you there, then people. I are get more want to attention on the butter aisle at Crest than at a basketball game. Trust me. <laughs> Well, you're on the butter aisle at Crest a lot more than you're at a basketball game. <laughs> hey, Kev, uh, I'll see you here in a bit. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. See you guys. Kevin Henry, break time. Robert Allen joins us live next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I say it all the time. No sideline guy in America gets better access than Robert Allen. And uh, very nice of him to join us uh, this morning. Robert, good morning. How are you today? I'm good, Toby. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, my friend. Thank you for being on with us. We appreciate it. Uh, I know if anybody knows the inside scoop and, and has the story, it's you. So what is going on up in Stillwater with, with all the guys going into the transfer portal? What are you hearing? Well, I I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different things. I don't think any two players have the same reason for, uh, for leaving. Um, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this this morning. The, the transfer portal – is it's evil it's a bad thing for about every program on the other hand it's it's a good thing and one of the things it's doing is it's evening the playing field you know we've got tcu in the national championship game and sonny dykes and a good friend of mine on that staff is doug meacham and doug told me this summer he goes we're going to recruit the transfer portal more than we do high schools. And I said, Doug, that's a sad statement. He goes, well, look at it this way. 
when you get a transfer portal kid in, he can't leave without giving up a year of sitting out. You can coach them hard. You bring in high school or junior college recruits, they've got that one free transfer and one, one free trip in the portal. You've got to coddle them. You've got to, you know, be their mama and make sure that they're not unhappy. And, you know, and, and always, you know, how are your feelings today? And he goes, it's just a lot easier to, to coach portal kids. Plus, they've got experience at this level. So portal kids are in demand. Oklahoma State's recruiting classes haven't been highly ranked. But Mike Gundy and, and his staff have been really successful because they've developed players. And so you've got some of that going on. There are programs that are hitting up their kids, and they know it, and they pointed it out in some areas. Now, is anybody enforcing it? I don't know. And, and Mike Gundy has told me he doesn't care because they'll just go find other players. Now, you asked, is there anything systemic? I think is what you're, you're going for. I don't think there's anything systemic. Um, you know, I look at J.P. Richardson, and I, I talk to his dad, Bucky, and, and J.P. wants to be a 1,000-yard receiver, and he doesn't think he can be that with Brennan Presley there in front of him. Um, Bryson Green's dad, and I'm talking about the, the three most recent receivers, Bryson Green's dad was not happy Oklahoma State recruited DeJon Stribling from Washington State out of the portal. Uh, he's going to play Bryson's position. And, you know, I don't know where these parents get off, but if you're not going out and recruiting every year players to come in and compete mm-hmm. inside your program, you're cheating the players that are already there. Because that's how you develop players. You bring in good competitive uh uh, position players that can battle them for the job, and it makes both players better. That's the way this this whole thing works. Um, and then with Stephon Johnson, I think uh, I think Stephon's going to end up at Colorado. Um, his dad's a seven on seven coach. Uh, I really hate to lose Stephon. I think he's going to. I think he's a tremendous talent, uh, young and, and still developing, but. I mean, he's got great speed, good ball skills. He's, he's going to be a tremendous receiver. Um, and I think his dad saw that play in the bowl game, and, and you know, my son can be a star. And you know what? His son may go somewhere and be a star and may earn a lot of NIL bucks and, and all that. So, you know, uh, and then Samuela, I'm going to miss Samuela to Alamaca, who went in with the three receivers about the same time. He's a guy that's got just a COVID year left, Toby. And he, I think 22 tackles may be the most he's had in a season. But he's a big inside technique guy that can plug the A-gap. And, and I'm just – and I'm a big fan. Uh, he's a great kid. Now, he got his degree, and he's also hinted that he just may move on with his life. But I think he's looking for a school like a Fresno or a San Jose that he can go p- close to home. He's from modern day. Riverside, California. So, like I said, all these situations have different dynamics. But when you get this many at one time, obviously people are going to think, oh, my gosh, you know, the locker room's failing. And I'll tell you another guy. And and I meant to – I told myself I was going to bring this kid up. You may know him. He's out of Bishop Kelly in Tulsa. But Zach Middleton is a running back that was on scholarship at Oklahoma State. 
still is. He's got to retire because of concussion issues. He scored one touchdown. He became the hammer guy when they went under center, goal line, short yardage, in a split backfield. And, and Toby, he was the hammer. He was the lead. He he was the lead blocker in power out of that set. I'm going to miss the heck out of him because he may be the best locker room guy I've ever seen at Oklahoma State. Cared about everybody. Cared about everything. Um, Came in with a smile on his face every day, even though he wasn't a big-time player, starter, you know, getting all the, you know, uh, the amenities and uh, of being a big-time college football player. He was the, he was a blue-collar guy, but you know, he he won't be mentioned because he didn't go in the portal. But I said I'm going to mention Zach Middleton today. So uh, again, Mike Gundy and his staff—they got two guys committed last night, and one of them, Kansas State and a driver to pick up and that driver i think i was told at 10 30 last night that driver was still sitting in the west end zone parking lot waiting for a uh, passenger so this is the way of college football now and um i think mike gundy and his staff not even begrudgingly but i think you know they're accepting it and they're just moving on so i saw i think in the oklahoma today osu's the number one team in the Big 12 with portal losses, but they're also the number one team with portal gains. You know, so it's like the stock market. Read it every day. Yeah. You mentioned uh, transfer portal is evil. Uh, Twitter is even worse. And you know me, Robert. I'm not a muckraker. Hopefully you know that. I'm not trying to cause any trouble. I just know that when there's – rumblings hey, Toby, out there on hey, Twitter Toby. you don't believe that and you're the guy I just Toby. want to hear it. yeah yeah you don't have to do this I have a daily radio show yeah I'm not I, I a big Twitter guy but I know exactly where you're going I've, uh, I've probably read some of the same tweets that have been brought to your attention I'm not going anywhere I'm just I, it, oh. it, the 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 you know the worry is I would say among OSU fans when you see as many skill position guys as there are that maybe right. there's some sort of an indictment here on Casey Dunn or something like that. And I think Spencer Sanders liked the tweet that had everybody up in arms the other day or something like that. So what I, you're I saying is, as best you can tell, there's there's none of that going yeah. on. No, I would I would I would say no, there is some of, of that going on. Um, I, I would just say this: I'm I'm if the things I'm hearing and I, I I'm I'm just hearing them. If the things I'm hearing are true, I'm really tremendously disappointed in Spencer Sanders because I've been a I, I've been a, a big fan of his. When fans really wanted to criticize him and the media, um, I've said, "Hey, look, man, this guy's done nothing but give his very best. He's he's been injured. He hasn't been protected at times the way you would want him to." He hasn't had a run game to accompany his talents when you wished he had. And all he does is give his best. So, um, but yeah, I think the emojis might be a sign for some people. I think that, um, I, I, you know, I, I, and I don't know what Spencer's situation is. Nobody does. I get asked that every day. Who's after him? Where is he going to end up? Um, and I don't know, but 
if if Spencer is involved in doing some things that are counter to his former program, it would be to me deeply, deeply disappointing because that that program is. You know, I know Mike Gundy and he and Casey Dunn because we meet with Casey every week. Uh, those two people with us have never been anything other than, God, Spencer's fantastic. So I, I, I don't know on that. On Casey Dunn, Casey Dunn coaches his players hard, Toby. And I'm not sure you can always do that anymore. But all you've got to do is look at the products of Casey's coaching. You know, obviously, Jim Blackman went off in a wrong direction of his own demons. But Casey coached him his last year. He coached uh, James Washington, Marcel Aitman, Tylen Wallace, you know, all these guys, guys Dylan Stoner, guys who have excelled at a high level, gone on and played in the NFL. Um, and he does it coaching them hard. Is he abusive? Because somebody this week asked me, is Casey Dunn an abuser? And I'm like, no. You know, he's known, been known to drop a, a bomb every once in a while, but I've never seen him dog. And believe me, I grew up in the era of dog cussing players. <laughs> never. Uh, does he coach them hard? Does he hold them accountable? Does he expect them to perform every day? Yeah. But as a group, the receivers are generally the last ones off the field every day in practice. And more times than not, Casey Dunn's beat them to the locker room by 30 or 45 minutes. They're out there on their own working, which is kind of what he instills in his guys. So um, I hate the fact that I do think in many cases it's hard to coach. It kind of goes back to what I said about Meacham. It's hard to coach kids hard anymore. But I've always thought of football, and you work with some guys I greatly, I mean, I greatly respect you, but I greatly respect your crew. You guys are very X and O in tune. Uh, Teddy, uh, Gabe, those guys, you know, and, and those guys, you could coach them hard. Are you kidding me? You can coach Teddy Lehman hard. In fact, if you didn't, he might leave. Right, and we need more. We need more of those. We need more Malcolm Rodriguez's. We need more of those guys that walk in the door at practice every day and say, "Coach, make me better." And I, I think we've raised, in many cases, I think we've raised a uh, generation of players that they want to be coddled. And football's not a coddle sport. It just isn't. Great info. Great stuff. Robert, thanks for a few minutes of your time today. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Appreciate it. Hey, take care. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. There All you right. go. The inside scoop from Robert Allen on uh, the situation up in Stillwater. Take a break. Our sideline guy, Chris Plank, joins us on the other side for the crossover. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by R.K. Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, T.J. Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. 
Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. If you like the crossover, once a week, Chris and I hang out for longer on the uh, Sooner Sports Podcast. Hopefully you guys have found that by now. Had a chance yesterday to do that. How you doing today, Chris? Good, Toby. How are you? I need a longer answer out of you. I'm about to sneeze. Oh, no. Uh, good, good, good to hear Robert Allen. I uh, like Robert. Okay, I'm better. You I'm better. are so good looking. You're uh, a good looking man. I heard an interesting one-sided conversation from TJ off the air during the break. That, that was a radio show we cannot air I on, know. Uh, what? Uh, the, 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 I don't know. I just heard I heard, <laughs> I heard TJ talking about you, you something. You heard disturbing things, and you your head shot up, and I'm like, yeah, he can only hear one side of this conversation. I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure it has to do with a medical procedure. Uh, that I'm due for here in a couple of uh, months. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, it was... Uh, you it get was... the big colonoscopy, Teach? No, no, no. Okay. It was... Uh, I cannot even hint to you guys what the direction <laughs> of the conversation was. It was uh, something. It was something that uh, is going on in this country with our youth, and ah, okay. uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, there you go. Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So, okay. Uh, I, I don't know if you've... Fair enough. I don't know if any of you have taken advantage of the handy-dandy little portal thing that I've put together for the Ref Army that I think has been opened by one person. But well, how, do, how do I access this? I, I looked at it. Did you? Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. like it? it yeah, I sent I it to you on email. Yeah. So it's an email. It's a Google Drive. It's got all the guys in the portal, all the guys that we've added, the NFL guys, the bat guys. and You what, emailed it to me? Correct. Do you want me to resend it? I don't see an email from you. Huh, let's see here. Share this to I'm one. I'm sure you did. Let me go. I've got a, I've, I've got a lot of emails, but my point is not necessarily my bitterness. My point is, isn't it fascinating to kind of hear just how? No, I'm kidding. How how ch- challenging things are right now at other places, and yeah, uh, yeah it's since you here. I'll resend it. Please, but sorry. It is. Um, it was. It was jarring, and, and not in a bad way. I'm not trying to say anything mad. Just to hear, you could sense from Robert's perspective. Hey, man, we haven't done anything different. Right, this hasn't been a situation where anything has necessarily changed, and now all of a sudden, the way that these guys are being coached is a problem. So I just I found that to be fascinating, uh, and I wonder if Mike Gundy's going to have to adjust some things, or if they just forge ahead. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, Robert is as positive of a guy as Absolutely. there comes when it when it comes to Oklahoma State, and you could tell he was even a little uh, rattled by by what's going on up there. So interesting. Chris, yeah, please send me that again. Resent. I, uh, I would love to see it. Resent. Uh, we added Dylan a, Gabriel to it, so he's back. Good, good conversation. Have a great weekend, fellas. Patty Gasso in 30 minutes, T-Row. Nice. Okay. I'm headed to Lubbock. Uh, basketball tomorrow night. It's a 6 o'clock tip, 530 pregame. Have a great weekend, everybody.